0: Hello, everybody, and um, hello from Sofia, Bulgaria. What is this moving around? Are you noticing it moving around? I guess it's a new feature or something in Zoom. Well, anyway, it's always nice to discover new things. And I just realized today that I'm probably asked to travel around and do this workshop at uh, different hours to feel what it feels like to watch these things in different hours. Because today, when I was... uh, doing the class on uh, what we're doing today on Kabbalah Uh, here in Sofia, people said, Oh, we're going to meet you tonight at 8 PM. And I was like, why, what are we going to do in 8 PM? And then I realized, "Uh Oh, Uh, we have the workshop today. I mean, this um, meeting that we have at 8 uh, PM here, because I'm so programmed to Sundays at 10. So again, uh, it's nice to always experience um, time differently. So, for all of you guys that I met in Sofia in the last week, thank you very, very much. It was an amazing visit. I have to admit uh, you guys helped me deal with no jet lag. I don't know how it happened. It was just skipped me. I hope it's not going to catch. Maybe my jet lag is jet lagged and I'll feel it when I get to other countries. But uh, tomorrow, uh, inshallah, I'll be in Turkey in Istanbul uh, for 10 days. And I know that some of you guys like to vacation in Turkey. If you are in Turkey and you're hearing this, I'm going to be in a beach club, Hillside Beach Club in Fethiye. And I'm going to do a class on July 1st and July um, 2nd at 11 o'clock. So if you guys are there, we're going to do an astrology class there. So hopefully uh, I can uh, see some of you there in the Mediterranean. And also, just a little announcement if you are in Zurich, we added a workshop in Zurich. We're going to have a past lifetime regression in Zurich. We found a, a nice place to do it there. It's going to be the first time in years that I do a workshop in, Tur- in uh, Zurich because I wasn't uh, doing anything, of course, in the pandemic. And later on, we just did um, a readings. So, Zurich, Limat, uh, I'm coming. And of course, if you are interested, wherever you are in the world, uh, please join me in Finhorn in Scotland. We're going to have a beautiful retreat there uh, the 21st of July to the 24th of July, doing astrology and looking at astrology differently, not only teaching you how to work with astrology, but also giving a lot of tips for astrology for business, astrology for your day to day activities. And a a lot of exercises that I developed lately, especially in my travel uh, with astrology. So a lot of interesting things are happening. So I'm very excited. What I wanted to do first, uh, because I'm a little bit limited, because the organizers here uh, invited me to a dinner at 8 p.m. Now it's 8.03. So I uh, kind of um, had to push it to 9 p.m. So what I wanted to make sure that we're doing, first of all, is go over Uh, whatever is happening this week. Uh, I know that some of you emailed me, texted me, messaged me about some intensity that that is going on because of this new moon. Yes, this new moon is definitely not an easy new moon. As some of you know, we are now in the uh, new moon um, period. You can see in the chart even that I'm showing you that the moon just passed like what? uh, A few minutes ago into cancer. So Again, that's uh, a pretty, uh, it's a good thing because before that we had the new moon uh, squaring uh, Neptune, which I told you is kind of intense, and it was also void, of course. So right now we are having a cleaner moon. The moon is moving into her own sign, and that's where she's going to be today, tomorrow, and Tuesday. So the beginning of the week is all about home and family, all about emotions and connections to feelings. So uh, the first of all, the the fact that the new moon was a little bit uh, blurry and a little bit kind of uh, intoxicated, uh, it's it's, it's over. It's not going to guide you throughout this whole um, uh, month. But it was interesting. Yesterday happened to be the pride here in Sofia. And uh, because, you know, Gemini is duality. I remember that I, I walked back from the gym uh, through Vitusha Street and there was the anti-pride uh, parade. It's like the, uh, we have Christ and we have the Antichrist, we have the pride and we have the anti-pride here in uh, Bulgaria. I think there are other places they also started having that And it was kind of interesting for me to compare the different uh, parades. One of them uh, I was walking through, which actually had to be the anti-parade that was on Vitusha. And you see a lot of, uh, um, it was more quiet, uh, a lot of uh, Bulgarian flags and all, but uh, some priests working, uh, walking Orthodox priests working with their black robes, um, kind of uh, some people whistling. And then the other parade we went to visit uh, later on, and it was full of colors, full of songs, full of creativity, kind of funny banners, dancing, musicians. So I said, okay, this is Gemini. One world if all the gays would be killed and the fantasy of the anti-pride will be fulfilled, and one world where there are gays like Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci and so forth, and all Scar Wilde, kind of bringing uh, some colorful things. So for me, that was uh, the new moon. Uh, But today, again, it was a little bit um, emotional for some people, Uh, a lot of dreams, uh, a lot of intense dreams that I also experienced, but also heard from other people. So again, that energy is past us. Now we have this new beginning, this new energy. So the next two weeks, we're having much more flow, much more uh, energy coming our way. And because we have four more, three more days in Gemini, uh, it is a time for focus on your intellectual pursuits, writing, communication, networking. From the solstice, we're going to move into a full-on cancer mode. Now, it is interesting because the moon in cancer is going to lead us all the way to the solstice. And we'll talk about the solstice in a second. It is one of the four holidays of the year. Uh, Remember the two equinox we have and the two solstices If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you're going to have the longest day of the year coming up on three days. If you're in the uh, Southern Hemisphere, you're going to have the longest night in three days. But we'll talk about it in a second. We're going to get to that day. So there's no need to uh, do it ahead of time. So Moon in Cancer today, tomorrow and Tuesday is all about your feelings, your emotions. The key motivator should be, I feel more than anything else. And because we are getting into the caste, caste meaning the border between uh, Gemini, I think, to cancer, I feel we are shifting into thinking about our feelings. That would be the best way to kind of work with this, with this border. You know, um, It's like getting influenced by the food that is favored by the other country, but you're already having restaurants uh, before the border. So what you have in the next two days is still we're under the jurisdiction of Gemini, therefore thoughts. But we're asked to think about our feelings, think about our family, think about our security, think about everything that has to do with cancer, because the moon is now going to be in cancer for the next three days. Now, as you can see from the chart, if you're looking at the chart, and if you're again on Instagram, you can always join us um, on Zoom. Uh, we have Venus getting closer and closer and closer to Mars. I promised you Venus and Mars are going to come almost together, and in the last minute, somebody's going to sabotage their date and uh, drive them away. Mainly, it's not someone; it's actually Venus who might get regret uh, her date with uh, Mars and start going retrograde all the way up until. Remember, we talked about it September five. So. We are now in June 18. We have one more month before July 22nd happen, when Venus is gonna start getting retrograde. So we must use Venus very, very wisely. We don't have any uh, significant, um, let's say, retrogrades. Um, I'm, not talk- I'm talking about personal planets until Venus goes retrograde and then Mercury goes retrograde. So we now have Jupiter going direct, which is great. The only thing is, if you notice there was a little bit of funky energy. we talked about it when Pluto was stationary in the 13th, I think of um, uh, June and 14th of June. You can go back to that time. I cut my finger pretty bad. I almost chopped it off, to be honest. We we're in Pluto uh, stationary. It was an assassination attempt on my finger, so it's still bleeding. So anyway, uh, that's Pluto. but now today, actually we are having Saturn stationary. So again, Saturn stationary can get a little bit um, heavy in the sense that what I've realized about um, stationary planets, and I think we talked about it here, but I'm starting to develop it more and more now, is the idea that when a planet is stationary, it's like a pillar of that planet the p- pillar of that archetype is standing in front of you it's there's no way to avoid it you know mercury retrograde you can go around it you can go beneath it you can kind of um, climb around it the same thing with venus retrograde but when there is a stationary whatever that planet is stationary it's literally stuck there it's it's standing there like a pillar you there's no way around it besides looking at that archetype and its magnificence but also at its pure force and when we're talking about saturn being uh, stationary, it really tells us a lot about what we need, what kind of discipline we need right now in order to, mm, like, let's say, work with our retrograde. So the retrograde itself is going to be starting uh, tomorrow, I think, yeah, Monday. And again, day off, state before the planet retrogrades and before the planet goes direct, it is the time that the planet energy is the fullest, the most powerful, the most strong. So again, stationary today, tomorrow it's going to be retrograde. It's good that the next, that the week is starting with Mercury, the Saturn going retrograde, because I told you retrograde is always better than uh, stationary. So the stationary is not necessarily bad. It just means that it is a period where that archetype, that force of the archetype, in our case, it's Saturn, is expressed the most strong. And it's kind of interesting because I felt it today, for example, in the class, the two classes I did yesterday, I did two classes, one on Kabbalah and one on Peter Deno, the master and astrology. And today I did a class on astrology. So in 24 hours, I basically was teaching almost like 12 or 13 hours altogether. And it was not as difficult because it gave me the discipline to just stand there. And I remember... In two, two of the lectures, we didn't have enough chairs, which is a good problem to have because we were completely uh, sold out. So I had to give my chair away and I suddenly found myself standing uh, one time, uh, yeah, for three hours uh, in both workshops, actually, yeah, three hours, three hours, three hours. So it was interesting that I, without even noticing, had to mimic the stationary by standing up of Saturn. Now, the Venus set stationary, we'll talk about it, That's going to be a little bit more intense in your relationship. The Saturn retrograde is stationary today. It's almost over in most places in the world. But if you had a funky weekend, eh, don't worry, it's over and you're not alone. If we look tomorrow, Monday is uh, June 19. Of course, in the United States, we celebrate the liberation of the slaves and the starting of the dealing with the negative karma of having um, the 13, I think, 13 million, I think it was 13 million slaves that were shipped in America. It's quite a lot. And it's quite a lot of karma. So that June 19, of course, it is the liberation of uh, the slaves, the emancipation. And we talked about it here, I think a few years ago, but more than anything, it is the beginning of the reckoning of the karma of slavery in the United States. And June 19. Tomorrow we're gonna to have the moon in Cancer, continuing moon in Cancer, like I told you, connecting much more to feeling, and also the sun is gonna be 70 degrees, 72, 27, 28 degrees Gemini. But like I said, thinking about your thoughts, feeling your thoughts, anything that can kind of put together earth and, and fire and sorry, air and water is very very important the next few days. And you see Venus is 12 degrees. Mars is seven degrees Leo, they're coming together. But the biggest issue we have this week, especially on Monday, Tuesday, is that Mars on top of um, the black moon. This happens rarely. And when they are coming together, it's not the most auspicious thing because Mars talks about war aggression. It's in Leo, which is very dramatic. And we have the black moon Lilith, uh, the mother of demons, in Leo as well. So when they're both together, squaring harshly Uranus, it could could create unpredictable negativity uh, that could be even aggressive. So just watch it Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Watch it physically. Watch it with some some of your friends, some of the people around you. And it especially can affect uh, through negativity that might come from certain women or men who are... So much afraid of their feminine energy that they are becoming machos. So we're dealing with this toxic masculinity and toxic femininity coming together uh, for the first time in many, many years. So in a year and a half or so. So, again, we're lucky to have Minerva uh, not too far from there. But still, I don't know how much it can help us. The good news is that Chiron, the wounded healer, is sending beautiful energy. So whatever is happening tomorrow and the day after are things that not only are supposed to happen, but things that can actually help you heal in the long run. Saturn going to uh, retrograde, it's going to be retrograding for about four and a half months. So uh, it's not like you can stop everything you're doing or ask me uh, when is it going to be over so I can start something new. What it basically talks about is that discipline now has to come from inside. It's not going to come from a boss. It's not going to come from outside of you. It's not going to come from a doctor telling you don't smoke anymore or don't drink anymore. It will have to be your own inner decision to focus on something that you want to a change in your life or something that you need discipline with the good news about tomorrow is that it's the day of the moon the moon is located in a beautiful place in cancer and she's sending very good energy to the south node very good energy to Saturn so it's creating some uh, positivity there at least something that could be connected or connecting your emotional energy with discipline so it's disciplined uh, emotionality if you want uh, besides that if we look on Tuesday, which is the moon still being in, um, the moon is still going to be in Cancer. And we're talking about the last day of Gemini and the last day of whatever season you're experiencing. So if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, Tuesday will be the last day of spring before the initiation of summer. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the last day of fall before the initiation of winter. And Tuesday overall uh, has a little bit of an opposition between the moon and Pluto. So there could be a little bit of uh, emotional blackmail um, back and forth with some family members. There could be some emotional upsets uh, on Tuesday. Again, not only because the moon is in cancer, but because she's opposite uh, to Pluto. And because there is also a square to actually, it's not too bad, the square. So no, the square is not too bad. The thing I think that is the most important is happening to us much more this year, this week in uh, Wednesday, because Wednesday, June 21st, is officially the solstice. That is the day where the sun is moving away from Gemini and enters cancer, the sign of compassion and conditional love. That's why uh, John the Baptist is associated with cancer. And he talks about the baptism of a... Um, emotions in a sense or cleansing yourself through feeling so first of all i really recommend on june 21st to take a long bath to spend time by water uh, because there is something of a baptism now the baptism could be a literal baptism it could be an emo- it could be a symbolic one you know and basically what it means is entering a different element in a sense, you know, you're uh, an air, air creature in a sense, and you're climbing into under the water. It's a little bit scary, even if the priest, uh, priest does this before he uh, takes you backward, or if it's a Catholic priest spl- splashing on the baby some water. It's basically taking you out of your own element and submerging you, immersing you in something. So you can immerse yourself in whatever it is that you need. The idea is to go through some uh, ritual that you should do on the 21st or 22nd of um, <coughs> June. And it is one of the four holidays. Remember, we talked about the four holidays that that in astrology that keep the Zodiac. It's the uh, structure of the Zodiac is built. It's the skeleton of the Zodiac. And in astrology, we call it the gateway of humanity, opposite to the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, which is the gateway of the gods. So what is happening tomorrow is you're giving birth to yourself anew. That's why it's cancer, the sign of the womb, the sign of family, the sign of motherhood. So watch Wednesday. Wednesday will be an interesting day because Wednesday and Thursday, you might get a glimpse of your genetics because cancer is very much associated with the womb. It's associated with your family, with your ancestral karma. So on Wednesday, Thursday, the 21st, 22nd, you might get through synchronicity a glimpse of, let's say, what and how your genetic works for you, or what is your ancestral karma, or what do you have to work at least in the next year to fix or to heal or to discard some of that karmic energy. So again, pay attention. That is a very important day, Wednesday and Thursday. It should be celebrated. There should be something uh, nice uh, that we're doing at that time. And maybe I'll post it tomorrow. I'll see how I land in Turkey. Maybe we'll, I'll offer you an Instagram uh, to do a live Instagram with some meditation for the winter solstice. So we can uh, uh, do some kind of a, a, a collective baptism in a sense and dive into the collective unconsciousness uh, the general, the water of life in a sense. Again, Wednesday, Thursday, the most important day not only this week but it could be even in the month so also look in the news obviously said as above so below as within so uh, outside as well now the other thing that's happening that day is the moon is joining venus and um, the black moon and mars and minerva in leo so wednesday is kind of intense because on wednesday we have the moon on top of venus It gives you an instinct about finance. So if you have any questions about your money, about finance, about investments, that's going to give you a big kind of um, breakthrough. So any kind of messages that you need on art, your finance, on relationship, on your connections with people, uh, on your uh, creativity, that's going to be a very good day this Wednesday. And also, that's the day when the black moon you see, 18 degrees, Leo, is sitting on top of Mars, 18 degrees Leo. So definitely a time of change and a time of movement. It's, again, not the easiest. People are behaving like uh, in some kind of a soap opera, you know, bigger than life, very dramatic. So people are doing it great. You just be careful not to do it. And also uh, aggravating this uh, tension is Uranus, the the loco, the joker, the fool, creating an awakening, and it's kind of aggravating the, uh, uh, the black moon and Mars. So pay attention, especially Wednesday and Thursday with accidents. So even though it's a solstice, very auspicious day, we have that Uranus being a little bit uh, uh, aggressive with us. Again, Uranus could be a friend, could be somebody from your company, it could be also uh, something completely unexpected and unpredictable. So again, pay attention. If we look at the day after, we're talking about July 22nd. For some countries, some places, that's gonna be the solstice. That's why I said 21st, 22nd. And the moon is still in um, Leo. And then the moon that day is gonna be on top of the black moon. So we have once a year approximately with the black moon and the... Sorry, what I'm talking about. Once a month, we have the black moon and the uh, white moon, locally the light moon coming together. But it's not always happening when mars is there so that's why thursday could be a little bit more aggressive it could be a little bit more problematic with even fights or wars with people that you actually usually love and get along with so just pay attention because it's the solstice everything is enhanced everything becomes stronger the good news about this is that the north node and the south node are zero uh, zero one degree taurus and scorpio and we're going to be having the sun zero degree one degree so thursday and friday There's some really good karma download. So yeah, the black moon is acting out and she's a witch and she's kind of putting spells on you, but you have a lot of protection. And not only that, it's a time where something's going to happen on Thursday and Friday that you might meet a person that you might, that you know from a past lifetime or somebody you haven't seen for a long time, or you're going to download some gift or some ability or have a situation where something from a previous life is coming for a visit. And so that's going to be also very important. Again, it could be a, an unexpected meeting with someone, bumping into somebody. Okay, that person you know from a past lifetime. Somebody giving you some good news or bad news, that might be related to past lifetime. So really put in your calendar whatever is happening June 22nd out of the ordinary is related to past lives. Now, because it's North Node and South Node that are sending good energy to the sun, it basically means that you might lead to, you might have a letting go of something from past lifetime in order to bring something new from um, this life or from past life. So it's again, creating a beautiful trine and also Saturn is involved in that because as the sun gets closer and closer to seven degrees, Cancer, which is going to happen next, not this Thursday, but Wednesday, Thursday, next week, we're going to have this beautiful trine of energy. So not this week, but the week after, is going to be very, very powerful for a lot of manifestation, a lot of abilities to make things happen. And if we look on Friday, we have the moon moving into Virgo. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday will be a weekend of moon in Virgo. Moon in Virgo, work, health, diet, routine, all of those things are going to be uh, activated much stronger. And the tension of Mars is moving away from uh, the black moon. So at least in the weekend, we're not going to have it. And again, Venus is going to get closer and closer and closer to the Black Moon. So it's not like we're completely done with the Black Moon. But at least Mars, which is more aggressive, is moving away from the mother of demons. So at least we're going to have to deal with the other demons, but not the demon with big teeth and big nails and big um, uh, claws. Okay, It's going to be less sharp, uh, less cutting of fingers and so forth. So that's what um, uh, we're going to have now. Friday is the peak of that karmic energy, which is again, very positive. So when we say karma, it usually have a bad vibe for it, like something bad, but it's not because every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So like all your past lifetime, you did terrible things. And this lifetime, you're dealing with the reaction. Some past lifetimes, you did some good things. You did some good help. That help is coming back. So again, it'll be also interesting to see who around you in your life, around you in your work is giving you something nice, something good around Friday and Saturday, that could be also a a glimpse of a memory from a past lifetime, or maybe you've done something good for them in a past life, and now the energy of uh, reaction is coming back to you. So great energy happening there. Why Friday specifically? Because also the moon is going to be one degree Virgo, and one degree Virgo get along very well with one degree Cancer, one degree Scorpio, and one degree Taurus which is what we have, the north node, the south node, and the sun. And also Jupiter is helping the mix because it's not that far. And Jupiter is always good. So Friday, interesting time, especially for work, especially if you're working with family members. And it is also a, time for, a great time for a new diet or to work on your health in general. And if we look on Saturday, the moon is continuing to be in Virgo. Uh, The sun is still sending good energies there for um, uh, the North node and the South node. And besides that, the only thing is that Saturn is going to be opposite to um, uh, the moon. Again, some kind of emotional upset, some issues with a family member, probably a mother. So just to pay a little bit more attention to it. And next week we're going to have the peak of that Venus on top of the black moon. So again, next week could be a little bit more challenging with some of your relationships. Uh, the good news about uh, what's happening on this weekend coming up, uh, the June 23rd, 24, 25, is that Chiron is sending beautiful energy to Mars. Don't forget, Mars is the fighter, the warrior, uh, the, um, uh, the hero, in a sense. And he's going to Chiron, which was the teacher of the heroes, to learn something, to download. And Chiron was not only teaching warriors like uh, Achilles or Hercules to fight. He was actually teaching them also about uh, music. There's no, it's not that connection between music and, and, and let's say martial arts or, or fighting. It's not only from the Bible from King David who wrote the Psalms and he was a musician and a fighter. It's also in the Greek uh, tradition. If you think about Alexander the Great, he also was very versed with music and that's part of his education. Sunday, uh, June 25, uh, we're going to definitely meet again. And the moon is going to be in Virgo, continuing. The moon is going to be opposite to Neptune on Sunday. It's actually very good for intuition, but it could be a little bit more tough with everything that has to do with, uh, um, again, illusions, deception. So it's not the best time logically, but it's a great time um, for anything to do with intuition, gut feeling, mysticism, meditation, movement. And again, Chiron is sending beautiful energy to Mars, very good energy to Minerva. So if you're thinking about a day for strategizing, for brainstorming, I know it's a Sunday, but still that would be a great day for that. Overall, what I wanted to um, uh, talk about today is, um, it came actually from one of my uh, workshops that I was doing in Sofia. It's always interesting. I have this tendency to... <clears throat> Should share it. To come to Sofia, maybe because it's the first stop that I always have, and to test uh, new classes, new workshops, because I find people here in Sofia very open, but also critical. So they're also very critical with themselves. So it's not like you're offering something and they'll just take whatever you want. They're going to be very critical. They're going to ask questions. They're going to be skeptical. They're going to ask, Are you sure about this? Where is that? which is great to develop new uh, workshops. And I think that a lot of times I come here uh, to test new things and then share around the world, but it kind of makes sense where you're talking about Sophia, the goddess of wisdom. And I wanted to share with you something that came to me while I was uh, teaching a class on astrology. And that's one of the beautiful things about astrology because astrology is such a big, big subject. It's such a, a rich body of, of of wisdom that it constantly regenerates itself, it's constantly grows, okay? at least for me in my experience. And a lot of time I find myself, especially in classes in astrology, talk about new things. The same thing that uh, happens to me here uh, when we talk about astrology, or oh, I guess I talk and you guys some kind of man, sorry, that was selfish. But I'm saying when when instead of talking to myself, I talk to you. Okay. But In classes, of course, there is uh, much in-person classes, of course, as well, but also in webinar, there is this uh, interaction of energy because some people are focused on uh, the information. And what I've realized, uh, because we're entering Pluto into... Pluto moving into Aquarius, which we talked about. It it started already in March this year. And now we have to give Pluto back to Capricorn. And then it's going to come back uh, to um, Aquarius, then back to Capricorn. And finally, at the end of November next year, into Aquarius until 2044. And we talked about how it relates to artificial intelligence and how it relates to people and communities and so forth. But what I've realized while I was talking is that you know how in quantum... Um, in quantum theory, quantum mechanics, quantum um, computing, we have this this paradox. That's one of the things that actually brought quantum mechanics into the limelight, that how come light uh, behaves both like a wave and like a particle, which is supposed to be a paradox. It's not supposed to be uh, happening at the same time. And then I thought light, whenever you mention light, light waves and so forth, you are talking about astrology because the whole idea about astrology is trying to understand how the rays of the sun come above eh, affect us here and split into the 12 signs. And each sign is a different manifestation, different color, different frequency of that white light, that sun that comes to us. So I thought that in astrology, it's the same thing. If you look at um, eh, the cycles of astrology, let's say Saturn's cycle, we talked about how 91, 92, 93, Saturn was in Aquarius, we invented uh, the internet. Then 30 years later, Saturn uh, Saturn moved into Aquarius March 20th until March, 2020 until March, 2023. And we used the internet to survive whether that internet to survive was because uh, you could see your doctor through your internet. You can work through your internet. You can order things in the internet. I mean, we would not be able to survive the the, the um. The pandemic without the help of the internet. And remember, we talked about how uh, it could be something new that we're now developing for 2050, 51, when Saturn is going to be in Aquarius next time that we're going to have to uh, that we're going to need in order to survive. And most likely, it has to do with artificial intelligence or generative artificial intelligence that got the biggest push it ever had in the last month of Saturn being in Aquarius, and that made me think. You know every time Saturn is in a sign it's a, it's a particle it's it's a particle of information it's a particle of data Saturn in Aquarius 1991 1993 okay Saturn in Aquarius 2020 2023 these are particles of information it's moments in time that you have a certain planet in a certain sign okay that's great that's particle but we said light behaves like a particle and like a wave what is the wave the way is if you connect all of these episodes together into some kind of a narrative, into some kind of an art story, you know how you have TV shows that they have episodes. every time it's an episode, so you can join it even if you didn't know what happened last time. But if you really want to understand the beauty of the TV show or that particular project, you have to watch from the beginning until the end, because even though there are episodes and cliffhangers and all that. They link together into a wave of story, a wave of information that is carrying itself throughout, because it's not like we invented the internet 1991, 1993, and then we forgot it. And then somebody remember, hey, guys, there is internet. There is a pandemic. We should use it again. All right. You're right. We did it in 1991, 1992 I said, Yeah. Okay. That would be particle. But we continued working with the internet and, of course, developed it to the point where we were ready. That's the wave. So it's just something that I wanted to throw out there because I've noticed it also happening with Pluto in Aquarius, which is a bigger, uh, ups, let's say it's a, it's a longer telling stories. It's not a mini series. It is, uh, uh, goes on and on and on and on because Pluto's journey is 250, 248, or 250 years around um, uh, the sun. And think about last time, I, while I was mentioning it, now I remember. Uh, it's been raining in Sofia in the summer, the whole time I was here. Like, when the time I landed, I'm not talking about drizzling like in London. You know, sometimes you get in the summer. I'm talking about heavy-duty rain non-stop to the point that I even used an umbrella, which I always, even in London, refuse to use umbrellas. I think there, unless you're a Mary Poppins, you shouldn't have an umbrella, you know? So I used umbrella. I used it yesterday, I have to confess. I used it the day before. It's impossible not to. I mean, it was a deluge here you know a whole week in the summer and we're talking about how strange it is and how i came from los angeles which we also had really strange weather there we used to have june gloom now we have gray may i'm sure that pretty soon we're going to have another rain for april uh, for the same grayness that we have so definitely weather is changing the climate is definitely changing and that, I think, is very much related to, uh, of course, the Industrial Revolution. Hmm, when was the Industrial Revolution? Well, last time Pluto was in Aquarius. So last time Pluto was in Aquarius, we started using much more petroleum and fossil fuels. We started to have machinery. We started, um, it was also good, lifting people out of poverty and more people are using more energy. More, more stuff, commercialism, right? Everybody's using things where more people, people survive because of science, people survive for longer, there's less death and so forth. The population growth, of course, there's more tension on, on, on Mother Nature, on resources. And now next time Pluto is in Aquarius, we're starting to feel the ramification more strongly of that Pluto in Aquarius, and we're, remember people were talking about how only 2050, maybe at the end of the century, sea levels are going to rise. I can tell you already, according to this idea, sea levels are going to rise earlier. The climate is going to change even worse up leading up to 2044. We don't have to wait to 2050. While Pluto is in Aquarius, we're going to have it. Why? Because Aquarius is an air sign, fixed air sign, air, climate. That's where uh, that, that, that type of energy, Pluto is death, and rebirth. So we're going to have to resolve the situation of Aquarius. Maybe it is Pluto, power, Aquarius, technology, innovation. I don't know. Maybe Chat uh, GPT uh, version 10 is going to come up with a solution to how to deal with uh, the climate. I don't know. Maybe because Aquarius is the sign of the future. It's a sign of technology. It's a sign of innovation. So Pluto in Aquarius also creates a certain kind of narrative. And that's why I was worried when I told you, I wrote about it in the book, that Pluto in Aquarius was also the time that the Roman destroyed Jerusalem. It's not really the Roman that destroyed Jerusalem in 70 CE. It was more like the Jews destroyed Jerusalem, and then Romans came to just finish the job that the Jews started among themselves, which is precisely what's happening right now in Israel as well. So that's what I meant by these idea of the combination of how uh, you can look at aspects and you can look at transits and you can look at this flow uh, in astrology as the flow of light that is both waves and particles. And if that is true, we have in quantum what is called the wave of probability, meaning that everything is possible until you observe it, observe it, observe, observe it. And then it collapses. I love that word it collapses into reality. So everything can happen. It can be a zero, it can be a one, it can be whatever it wants. And then when we look at it, we decide, okay, it's a one. But before that, it could have been anything, the wave of absolute positive potential. So it's also telling us, Hey guys, you're going to have to decide what you want to see, what you want to look, what you want to observe, what you want to determine, how you want this wave of probability to collapse. And this is maybe part of the lessons of Pluto in Aquarius, helping us understand what kind of collapsing do we want from this wave of probability. So I want you to think about it and also think about it in your own life. Again, remember, we have Saturn every 29 years. We have Jupiter every 12 years. We have Chiron every 50 years. So there's many different um, cycles that you can look at as a wave and as particles. And one of the beautiful things about looking at Saturn, especially because Saturn is 29 and a half years. You divide it by four, you get around seven, mas or seven, four months, seven, three months. So the idea is that if you could uh, look at it, you'll see that you're talking about really the origin of the seven year itch, And that's why when you're seven, 14, 21, 28, 35, it's very important. For example, 35 is when the Buddha attained enlightenment because it is, Again, a cycle of Saturn. So you don't have to worry about 250 years waves or 29 years wave. You can start working with your own life and trace what happened to me at the age of 7, 14, 21, 28, and so forth, and try to find and trace not only the particular things from the particle of that uh, 7-year age, but also the general wave that is part of that. Sure. So I'm sorry I talked really fast because I wanted to make sure that I can transmit the information that I was planning. Again, we're going to find the time. I'm going to look to see what time zone and when between readings I could do this uh, a ritual for us for the solstice. But I promised to post it on my Instagram, cosmic underscore um, navigator. And if you are uh, in any of those spots, in Zurich or London, Edinburgh, Tel Aviv or Istanbul, uh, I'm going to be doing uh, in-person teach uh, class uh, uh, readings. I think the London one um, is done. I don't think there's any spots there. Istanbul, also, I thought not Zurich. I think maybe I added the date. So just email me um, if you get uh, if you want to do a reading or if you know anybody that wants. But uh, Definitely, if you are in Edinburgh, I'm so excited to get there. I haven't been in Scotland in a long, long time and definitely not all the way up there. So, again, thank you very much for uh, bearing with me and uh, dealing with all my quickness uh, and the fact that it's getting darker here. And uh, again, thanks a lot to everybody. I see some of you. Hey, Belinda, from L.A., Ila, and... Thanks a lot, Gaila. I see some of you in actually as pictures, some of you as black and white, and some of you in colors, and some of you waving your hand. That's great. Thanks a lot. Happy new moon.